a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Boyd Matheson is off today. This is your former United States Attorney, John Huber, filling in for the afternoon, and I'm very excited to be here. You know, since I left being the United States Attorney and entered private practice, my focus has shifted from a zero-sum kind of game when you're going against people who have violated federal law to uh, to an environment where it's a win-win, and I'm talking about business. And so this first hour of our show today, we'll focus on different aspects of Utah business. We'll talk to some of Utah's prominent leaders and policymakers and, and uh, law enforcers as we talk about Utah business and the success we're seeing. Growing up as a kid in Utah, my parents taught me that Utah and Salt Lake City is the crossroads of the West. Well, our first guest today is Miles Hansen, who is the president and CEO of World Trade Center Utah. And he and his team are making it change from crossroads of the West to crossroads of the world. We welcome our first guest, Miles Hansen from World Trade Center Utah. Miles, how are you today? I'm doing great, John. Thank you for having me on the show today. Well, we're very excited to have you on. And when we talk about international issues and how they may relate to or play into our business efforts here in Utah, there is a lot to talk about. We have the Omicron surge of COVID-19 disrupting the supply chain. We have lockdowns in China affecting ports and factory operations. The Wall Street Journal reports that you know supply chain is even leaving new homes without garage doors and gutters. I wonder if we could start there. <laughs> could you give us some perspective on what's happening with the supply chain? Yeah, John, absolutely. Now, as we kick off 2022, there's always uncertainty, right? That's one of the facts of life. But this uh, beginning of the year feels particularly uncertain because of, you mentioned Omicron, and I, I assume you'll be talking more about that later in the show, but also the supply chain challenges. And this is something that everybody is well aware that we're in the midst of a global supply chain crisis, whether it's building a home or shopping for, uh, for Christmas. Uh, there have been challenges getting things. And really, as we look ahead at 2022, what we should all expect is for there to be continued challenges when it comes to shipping and supply chain issues. You know, we have port congestion uh, is still really high. You know, here in Utah, we, we are most reliant on the port of Los Angeles and the port of Long Beach. We've all seen the photos of ships waiting uh, off, off coast, uh, off the shore, waiting to come into the ports. Um, and while the holiday rush is now behind us, I think it's important for the listeners to, to, to think about a few of these key trends that are still in place will continue to persist for some time in 2022. One, there continue to be worker and equipment shortages. You talked about China shutting down. Now we're facing a wave of Omicron here in the United States. Those then worker shortages then contribute to shortages and delays in getting things produced. Um, we're continuing to see really strong ten trends toward uh, direct-to-consumer and e-commerce. That's good news for Utah's economy because we have so many great e-commerce and direct-to-consumer companies, and our economy is doing very well because of it. But if so many people rely on shipping uh, to get their products they, rather than going to the store, they expect to see some continued slowdowns there. There still continues to be a lot of stimulus in the system. We're seeing government spending like we've never seen it before, and that pre produces you know, an increase in demand 
which then creates more strains, uh, constraints on the system. And then you mentioned China briefly, and there's uh, continue to be a lot of challenges with getting things from China. So the good news is the economy here in Utah is doing great and will continue to do well in 2022. Uh, the reality is that we continue to face a lot of these underlying challenges that have created some headaches for a lot of companies up and down the state over the past year and will continue here into 2022. Well, that's very helpful information. It's really a lot of things to keep track of. You know, it's been my privilege to join the board of World Trade Center Utah this past year and see all of the wonderful professionals and business people in Utah working hard to help Utah and help our nation. Can you bring it home to us on the supply chain issue? Are there efforts or things in projects in Utah that could help with those supply chain challenges? Yep, absolutely, John. And it's, it's been fantastic to have you be on the board, mind your expertise and, and Greenberg Target and everything you're doing to, to build a law firm here in Utah. And, and as you know from our board meetings, we've been doing a lot here in the state of Utah to come up with innovative solutions to these supply chain challenges. Uh, first and, and foremost, uh, we've all heard about the Inland Port. Uh, Jack Hedge runs the Inland Port. They're making a lot of progress on building out partnerships and relationships with other ports to build our infrastructure here in the state to make it uh, easier in the mid to long term to get goods in and out of the state. And if anybody questioned before the supply chain crisis hit whether or not uh, we should invest in these shipping and logistics here in the state of Utah, there's no question now that the work the import is doing is absolutely critical to strengthen our ability to get goods in and out of the state. Uh, also, uh, World Trade Center Utah, where we're working very closely with exporters and importers around the state to develop what we're calling the Crossroads Export-Import Alliance. This is going to be a regional uh, effort taking in Idaho and Utah and Arizona. Uh, the fact is that uh, shipping and logistics don't respect state lines. It's more about distribution networks and, and where you get the weight of volume of things coming in and out of the state. But the purpose of the alliance is to strengthen our ability as a state to help companies here in the state optimize their supply chains, to identify uh, great sourcing partners here in the United States, in North America, or anywhere around the world, to figure out how to navigate all the challenging government regulations and tariffs, uh, getting stuff in and out of different countries and, and also in and out of the United States, and then also working with shipping companies in order to try to increase the number of services available. So, again, it's easier and less costly for companies to get stuff in and out of the state. So it's been encouraging to see a good old-fashioned team Utah effort come together. And we've actually gotten a lot of federal attention because there are a few states in the country that are taking these innovative approaches in order to grapple with the supply chain challenge. But, John, I'll just conclude with this. Uh, we don't have a magic wand. And that's mm-hmm. the first thing I tell companies yeah. all the time is there are no magic wands. We're working on these issues to try to alleviate, alleviate the, the challenges and create long-term solutions. But the reality is companies are, have and will continue to feel some pain. But that's where we, we exist to be problem solvers, plug in, provide expertise, and support the companies as they navigate these challenges uh, like they have in the past and will continue uh, throughout 2022. That's great, Miles. And, you know, we list off these kind of doomsday topics and all the, the disruption around the world. January is a positive time. It's a time to be an optimist. As we close out this segment, what can you tell Utah business or consumers how to be optimistic for the coming year as far as business and even on the international uh, stage? You know, John, I think the, 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 the surge we're seeing in, in uh, the pandemic is quickly, and, and all the experts seem to agree, is quickly going to put us in a situation where COVID is endemic. To me, that means that we're going to be able to get back, uh, not to back, back to normal because the world has is, is changed for the long term, but we're going to continue to, 
to get through this over the next few weeks and months. And then we're going to be able to redouble our efforts to take advantage of this new market environment around the world. And if there's one thing I love most about working at World Trade Center Utah is the opportunity to work with and, and partner alongside these great Utah companies. I have great confidence in Utah companies' abilities to adapt and innovate and overcome the challenges we're experiencing, which means they're going to be even more competitive as we get through this pandemic than they were before. And that's good news for Utah companies. It's good news for our economy. And increasingly, we have an opportunity to have a leavening effect on the nation and the rest of the world and then the rest of the world as our companies and institutions just go out there and compete and win around the world uh, all day, every day. That's wonderful, Miles. Thank you so much. We can feel the enthusiasm coming off of you. And, and that's what we need in Utah and in our nation to keep going through this. Well, coming up at our next spot, we'll hear from the Honorable Erin Mendenhall, our Salt Lake City Mayor. She will join us to give us an update on how businesses are doing in the city and thriving in the city. And, and the interplay between Salt Lake City's efforts in its fight against crime and, pub, and to improve public safety. We'll discuss that and more up next on Inside Sources. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.